Everybody. Welcome to Improv FAQ at length. This is a series of longer conversations about improv topics that have lots of questions surrounding them. I'm James Quesada. And I'm Bob Wick. And this is going to be a show and tell episode where we talk Ooh. about shows that we've been a part of and tell each other what we learned from the experience. Um, this one's going to feature uh, uh, an improv team or troupe that Bob was a part of called homeschool so um it's really our first kind of you know with a show you usually have like a rehearsal process and an initial show run shows are usually longer just in in length as like 45 minutes or an hour and a half or whatever and uh you know so a troop is a different story and i'm excited to talk about um you know the the troop angle on on homeschool because uh, it's a really great troop um and i just remember having a lot of fun watching the shows. So, um, I don't know. In a nutshell, uh, yeah. Tell us about homeschool, Bob. Uh, so homeschool, um, it started. So before we can talk about homeschool, we have to talk about the gauntlet, which was a contest that, uh, Matt Noss started. It, it was a rotating, uh, improvised, um, competition. So it wasn't a, a set date. What you had to do is every, I believe every Wednesday there was this, two slots for for the gauntlet uh two teams would compete and the winner got to continue so you know if you win the win the first round your second round will be the next, the following week and you play someone different and you keep on going until i think the goal was to get to 12 and then yeah. you won the gauntlet so if at any point you lose and it's all audience vote so it's it's not just putting on a good show it's bringing in people because yeah. the more people you bring in the 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 likelihood that like, they're going to vote for you, you know, your friends and family, hopefully, uh, unless they're very honest and you're very bad, uh, <laughs> they're going to vote for you. And and the part of the gimmick, he he promised that if anybody ever got to got to 12, which was really hard to do, uh, that he was going to make a plaque. And that was what you gonna, you were going to win. Yeah. So one night uh, at the bar which uh, how most of my stories begin. Uh, <laughs> uh, Jennifer, Bloomer, Jennifer Bloomer, who's now Jennifer Socha, the AKA the Indigo Angel for all those who, who listen to Roach Coach. And right. I were sitting at the bar with uh, Eric Hollander and, you know, we're, we were just doing bits and, and I think we just decided that it'd be fun for the three of us to get together and try this gauntlet thing. And we sign up and, and I, I think me and Jennifer forgot about it. <laughs> <laughs> and Eric, Eric calls both on the Tuesday, like, hey, aren't we supposed to do that gauntlet thing tomorrow? And we're like, yeah, OK. Uh, we went and we lost. Uh, we had a great time, though. It was really fun playing with those guys. I think we even like going up to it. No, I, um, honestly, now that I think about it, he told us a week before because we did have a rehearsal at my house. Uh, we kind of we kind of worked some things. I think um, out of the three of us, Jenny was the newest improviser I, I've met. Eric uh, at the Improv Inferno because he was a part of a, a big troupe that was there um, with him, Brad Hicks and Katie uh, were in a troupe called Kedge, which was a really popular group. And uh, I just enjoyed his style and I was really eager to work with him because, you know, it's, he's kind of like someone I grew up watching. He was a senior. When, he was basically a senior when I was a freshman. So gotcha, I, gotcha. I, I just really enjoyed the style. And 
So the three of us went up there. We didn't do well. I don't, you know, we didn't, we didn't, I don't think, I mean, I think the set was fun and that's why we continued, but we didn't do the other part of it. Like we didn't bring anybody in. I think we were kind of, you know, shy, I guess, for lack of a better term. Uh, so we went back to the drawing board. Um, at that time, I noticed like Eric and, and Siler were doing a lot of stuff together. Uh, um, Andrew Siler, I just call him Siler for short. Uh, and they have just like this unique energy. So we, we asked Siler if he wanted to play with us and, and join homeschool. I forgot how we got the name. Uh, I think we just were just looking for something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes you just got to remember. Honestly, yeah. that's some of the best, uh, uh, easiest times with troop names is just if it's like, uh, what about this? And everyone goes, yeah, sure. <laughs> yep. I mean, that's what we did with Javelin. Like, yeah, that was yeah, just like a placeholder until, <laughs> yeah, until yeah. we came up with the real name. Right, right. <laughs> 12 years later. Um, so, uh, and then I also, at that time, uh, a friend of mine, Dan Britton, had came back. And I've always been a big fan of, of Dan's. He, uh, he was like, um, I think he was a class or two ahead of me at at Second City. But he did a lot of like the 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 writing shows there. And he's always been one of those guys. I just love the way Dan talks. Like he does stand up now, and I, uh, I can't wait to see him because yeah. he's just one of those naturally charismatic, interesting guys. And like almost like a Christopher Walken, where his inflections like, unique to him, and it's really interesting. So the five of us started re- like signed up for the gauntlet again, started rehearsing just because I-, I think that was more of a me thing. I, I that was how I was train like you get a get a troop together yeah you rehearse and then you perform uh and it was fun and we went up there not really expecting anything because last time we did it we lost and there really wasn't anybody who had put together more than like three wins i don't think it was a real competition it was just like a really great opportunity that that matt put together yeah to uh to perform uh so we got up there and we won it was great i'm like oh, okay we get to do this again we we go back the next week. We win again, and then we just kept on winning. And it, before we realized, we had like, I believe Matt had set up for every four wins, you actually get like a monetary prize. Um, oh yeah, I think the first one's like like a hundred dollars. Uh, at eight weeks, it was like five hundred dollars. Like it kept on going, and I think that was part. Like when you get to twelve, you get a thousand dollars, and and the plaque. Yeah. So. And he would also set up for, for you to have boss matches, which is such a funny yes. concept because I loved it. Yeah, yeah. So, so uh, at, at, at uh, I think four, eight, and twelve, um, right? Nas would put together or invite like an existing team of heavy hitters, um, or just put together some like veteran improvisers uh, to do a set as your right. competitor, just to make sure that you were uh, that the audience was seeing. Um, you know, you matched against uh, the best improv team and, and that it isn't just bringing people to the table. So it's it's this right. kind of rite of pa- passage to make sure that you're up against uh, the best quality. Correct. And you Correct. guys were. You were uh, great. Yeah. Thanks. Oh, yeah. It was, it, it was just so much fun playing with those guys. It's a, it's still some of my favorite people today. Honestly, uh, we don't get to perform with each other that often. But, you know, Eric and Siler are doing their thing and they always come up with a really great written shows. They did Frosty together and a bunch of other stuff. Um, you know, I can listen to Jenny talk all the time on her her uh, Rudge Coach yep. uh, podcast. And that's always a good time. Like her and Lauren together. Are so and, and Nas are together are so interesting. Like I I actually care about new metal. 
I didn't <laughs> think that would ever be a thing. Yeah. Uh, you know, and then Dan, yeah, he's still one of my favorite people. We still talk. Um, and it was just a really a cool time to do that. Like, and I remember, I think we got, we got to the, the eighth or ninth win and then they had to take a break because there was a, like itty bits or bits started. So okay, they yeah. had to pause the gauntlet. We like, we were on a roll. Like we, it felt like, you know, it got to the point. I think when we got to our eighth win were at first, we weren't trying not because we thought we're cool or anything. We just like, we kind of wanted to see where it went. Oh, first it was a surprise. And then we kind of wanted to see where it went organically. And then I think either myself or a couple of us got a little more competitive as you know, we went farther than anybody else has gone before. So how far can we take this? You know? Um, yeah. So like, I think we got to win eight or nine and we had to pause for a couple months. So the other competition can, can start. Yeah. 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 Uh, you guys played in that too, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, and was that the first, was that the first bits? Um, I think it might've been the second. First or second. Okay, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, because, okay, so just to kind of put time markers on this, uh, the gauntlet would have started in the late summer or early fall of um, 2010. 2011? 10, yeah. I think so, yeah, yeah. because because that's, uh, yeah, 2010, because I remember doing, I think the first round of it, Alex Marr and I uh, did the first round and, and I was like super fresh. That was like one of my first shows. Um, and, and I started earlier in 2010. So I think that it, that it would have been late 2010 and then it is would make sense that because the first yeah. year, the first year, the sh- go, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Is that the show where every time you get a laugh, you, you edit? Uh, no, our, our first, first one was the proving grounds. <laughs> and I, and I think okay. actually because Matt Nas, uh, saw that set. Um, he was like, Hey, I'm doing the gauntlet and I need two teams to do the first round on kind of short notice. Are you guys available? And we, uh, did it like, like, I don't know, very soon after that first, uh, proving ground set where we took bows right. after every, uh, edit. But, um, but yeah, so <laughs> 2010, <laughs> 2010 was definitely, uh, would have been, I, 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 I'm pretty confident yeah. the first year of bits because, uh, that was also some of the first shows that I saw. Um, getting mm-hmm. started was uh, uh, b- the bits tournament. So year two, yeah, it would make sense that the gauntlet is a little bit in, and that year two of bits is is 2011. Um, and you guys yeah. did did bits uh, that summer, like six months into being a troop, less. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, more or less. Yeah. So and- uh, I think. Go ahead. Yeah, I think we only got into like round. I don't think we went that far in bits. So I think. Uh, yeah, it was it was kind of hard because we did, had spent the last two months trying to bring in a crowd every week that when it came to like a newer competition, we had it tr- trying to do that again was, uh yeah, it was a little hard it was, like because yeah. we've used up all our resources as far as like bringing in, you know, family members like, as much as they love you. They don't want to come every Wednesday. That's that's a that's a rough uh, ask sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so. um I'm kind of curious because uh, I guess I guess I didn't re- quite remember that one you started in order to play in the gauntlet um, knockout tournament and that two it started as just you Jen and Eric um, yeah that's uh, so so uh, you got you kind of snowballed 
into larger numbers and also into being having consistent opportunities. Did you start rehearsing at a certain point? Um, yeah, yeah, there was rehearsals like almost biweekly, I think. Right uh, out the gate or, or like after you had your first win? I think after, yeah, after our first win, we would, I, I think if I remember correctly, which it's kind of, yeah, it's, it's been a, it's been a minute since I thought about this. Uh, but I do remember going over Dan's house for rehearsals because he had a bigger house and it was kind of in a central location. Um, and just, you know, I, I think at, at some points, and I remember like having these conversations with Jenny because I, I, one of the things I learned was, I, I, I think at that point, it's, I, I'm trying to find the words. Uh, I think I was trying to be maybe too professional. If, if like I, I, I was, you know, you were being pretty intense about the. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I was, I was over putting pressure and stakes on things. Yeah, because at that time, like, I don't think I was in a launch group yet. I, th I think this, I, I felt like this was going to be an opportunity for people to see what I can do. Yeah, okay. And what, you know, because at that time, you know, Eric and Siler have already done a, a few shows. So, you know, people were aware of them. Um, just knowing Jenny, like there was no doubt that she was going to go somewhere because she was, you know, she's Jenny and she's great. Yeah. Uh, same with Dan. So I was, I was kind of like, this might be an opportunity for me to actually shine a little bit and like maybe get noticed. And I think I took that a little too I don't know, too intense. Yeah. And I just remember like, and Jenny's a really good friend and she had like, she always had a way to like say it without saying it and just being nice and like, Hey man, you take a breath. <laughs> Cause you know, this is supposed to be fun. And then she was right. Um, I specifically, I remember like, we should always wear suits. Cause that's what they did in second city. Like I, I, I like, I was really <laughs> like, that's <laughs> really tense. Like, oh man, if we go to a festival, we should wear suits because that's you know, like look at look at the walls of Second City. Like that's what they did. That's what you do when you're a professional improviser. You you wear a black suit. You you dress like <laughs> yeah, uh, the Reservoir the Blues dogs. Brothers. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes. Hell. <laughs> so was this? I, did you had you had you been part of like a steady troupe? What was the most uh, committed or consistent troupe that you had been part of before that? Before that, um, it, my probably like the most consistent troop I was in uh, was probably like my class troop. Uh, okay. The Street Rats, I think they were called. Yeah, Street Rats. Um, and it was more of a short form, you know, uh, troop. And I we we rehearse everything, but we didn't really. I, oh, I'm, I take it back. We did get into the finals of a Colony Fest, okay. like a couple years pr prior to all this going down. Uh, so that was, and then we kind of just dissolve as class troops do. Yeah. So I was looking for something. Uh, and this is after the, uh, the battle prov days, right? Yeah. Uh, so you know, it's kind of during, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. It was mixed in there. Yeah. So you're, you're <laughs> like, uh, you're like four or five years in to improvising. Yes. Okay. About five or six. Yeah. Um, all right. Yeah. And, and then, so, so you, uh, what happens over the summer? Because because you pick it back up with the with the uh, with the gauntlet in the fall. Are you are you mm -hmm. trying to with like putting like a lot of pressure and whatnot? Are you trying to like really get everyone together and take it real 
seriously to for for the return yeah. to the gauntlet? Like, what what does that look like? Uh, that looks like uh, I start recording our sets. I start making commercials for for YouTube and stuff to try to get, build hype. Shit, I forgot <laughs> about those. I forgot. I forgot about that. Yes, yeah, I do remember yeah. that. I remember you guys uh, like, was... across the street from Go and like <laughs> doing quick bits for video commercials. That's so yeah. Great. <laughs> um, and this is before you could broadcast them for your phone or anything. So like, yeah, production was crazy. Uh, Eric made a really great one one time. It was yeah. We were just I, I was really trying to start a brand, and I really I didn't have any clue on as to how to do it. So. Yeah, I was just throwing just throwing stuff at the wall, seeing what sticks, man. <laughs> That's so cool. And because something like that, you know, uh, I, there's two sides of it, right? There's there's like uh, the side where you are probably stressing yourself out uh, in something that should be more fun than you're letting it be for yourself. That's probably yeah. true, right? Um, Absolutely. But like the the way that homeschool was probably a, a lot because of your motivation uh like i i remember those videos and the uh the way that that you guys were like um the the team that i looked toward before i had any kind of team you know i i was just kind of playing with uh the the ipsilani people you know and uh like Alex and I were a duo and we were trying, we were trying to get in the gauntlet too, but like you guys seem like the next step ahead of where I was and all that little stuff like is, is motivating for people who, uh, I don't know, come into the world of improv with like wide eyes and, and, and whatnot. So, so there, there, there is kind of mm -hmm. like, like two sides of it is of, of like, do you get that if you, if you don't have people that are, you know, getting riled up about it and, it's a pendulum, right? You get really riled up about right. it. Jenny brings you back and, and yeah. you f hopefully find balance in like being sort of role models or cool kids on the block. Um, uh, because otherwise, like I don't get to see that you guys as a team do that and get inspired to do the same. Oh, thanks man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I actually remember we made t-shirts. Uh, we, we had them made <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I still got a, a big old box of them somewhere. Uh, so don't make T-shirts. Step one. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, 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 and I, so, so I, we'll get back on on track with like the storytelling yeah. for, for the timeline of, of homeschool. But somewhere in there, I was running um, a bar prov night in Ypsilanti. Uh, oh, yeah. And homeschool came to do that show. And I remember that being a huge deal for like me and Alex being like, shit, man. <laughs> Bob's bringing homeschool tonight. Like, like, this is awesome. Like, like we like, let's pack the house. Let's make sure that like, it's, it's good. It's sweet. You know? And you guys, uh, <laughs> you know, you guys, sh I think showed up, uh, in almost, um, uh, full cast, uh, five yeah, out of six. Yeah, maybe? Everybody. Yeah. I, I think everybody, but Siler can make it. Yeah. That, yeah. That yeah. Night. Um, and it was great. And it's like, yeah, how cool that, that, that like, uh, I don't know that, that, that kind of like weird indie, indie, sub indie indie culture of improv where you guys get to be rock stars uh at at some bar prop thing that i'm doing you know what i mean like like it's just a cool thing <laughs> cool cultural yeah, thing I, that those are great we should have a talk about those one one time yeah for sure uh, that was a fun yeah i do remember that night that was a lot of fun yeah um 
But it, yeah, it really, like, it really, it really made it made a big checkpoint for 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 us. And so, like, what what happens when you're going uh, back to uh, the gauntlet after the summer, um, gearing back up for it? Uh, I think at this point, I have. I think everybody kind of uh, got on board with my energy as far as everybody got a little bit more competitive. Uh, You know, uh, Jenny's really at that time, I think she was working at like a storage facility and something about the way she would write Facebook posts like was really endearing to people. And she would really get like this a following like that. She she just has this like voodoo of, of bringing people in and like, what are you doing? Like what? <laughs> and so like we had her writing all this copy. We were just trying to make a lot of hype. Um, and I remember, so we, we get to like week 10 and Matt's talking to us like, Hey, it looks like I'm going to have to make a, like, it looks like I'm going to make a, have to make a plaque. Cause who's going to not vote for you? You know, by that time it felt great. It, it was like, it was probably, no, it definitely was the first time that I felt like, the community was really respecting something I had a part in. And mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that. I, something about it, you know, it made a show stronger because it just it made me confident. And I think I, I don't want to speak for everybody else, but I would have to guess it would be true for them, too. Yeah. Um, and uh, so we have a couple of weeks to go before our, our, our 12th gauntlet our, our big boss mm-hmm. and Matt tells us I, I got eye candy. Oh fuck. I, I forgot blown, about that. <laughs> I, thought, I thought it was mighty day way. <laughs> oh, no, yeah. no, I think muddy day was, uh, our, our week eight. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, and this is like, to me, eye candy was a rock star. The, I remember like my classes at second city and we're in Novi on Sundays, like noon to three we would have lunch and then drive all the way to Ann Arbor just to see a, a 20 to 30 minute set from eye candy, because that's how important seeing long form specifically from those guys were uh, the legend of them getting together, rehearsing, like all the stuff I was trying to emulate, you know, like, Oh God, we got to wear suits. We got to like, well, they didn't do suits, but we gotta, we gotta rehearse every, like, this is important. Like we gotta, we gotta do the mind melt. We have to be on the same page at all times. We have to, you know, promote ourselves. We have to be rock stars of comedy. Like I, I got so much from that or just watching them and assuming like, Oh, this must be what they're doing. You know? Um, yeah. Uh, so that's why this is also the point of time I realized how competitive PJ is because <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> I don't know if you know this about our friend PJ. Yeah. He is competitive, man. He is a competitive dude. I thought I was competitive. I I can't hold <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, we say you say Nas brought eye candy, but I'll bet you PJ brought eye candy. He was like, he was like these fuckers think they're hot shit. <laughs> Let me get my guys. <laughs> yeah, I can see that being a thing for real. Uh, I specifically remember at that time I, I, we lost a dear friend, uh, Dan Seco, mm. um, and we were at the funeral and I forgot how it came up. But PJ started talking shit about week 12. <laughs> it didn't get intense. It was like, it was playful, but it was like, we're in a, we're at a wake, sir. Why are we, <laughs> why are we talking about our improv fucking competition right now? <laughs> yeah. Again, though, it's like, I mean, that's, <laughs> it, it, that's, that's pretty like dark juxtaposition, but also, 
you know, it's one of those, it is again, one of those cultural things of, of, uh, diehard improvisers. Um, yeah. And, uh, I'll bet you Dan, not, not even knowing him, just hearing you guys talk about him. I think I bet you Dan, that would make, that would crack him up. That, <laughs> that I, I, I hope it would. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hope it would. Yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, we get to week 12 and I was so, we, I, I, Again, I want to speak for everybody, but I just remember there being a nervous vibe. Like, what if we don't win? Like, we got all this way. Like, what if the rug gets pulled out from under us? But then we got there, and I, f- I forgot but how important this was to other people. Like, th- the theater was packed. And, yeah, it, it felt incredible. Um, yeah. We had an and the set from what I remember was incredible. Um, and so was eye candies and then we got to play with them. So that was like, to me, that was, even if I lost, it it was just so cool to play with all these people. I grew up watching. It was really just an awesome night. Yeah. We won. Yeah. You guys were the first team to, uh, run the gauntlet and, and to win and get your name on the plaque. Uh, and I think there was like uh three or I think three, other teams that uh, did it by the time yeah. that the gauntlet got retired, but it was a very cool thing in my memory as well to, to like uh, see you guys uh, get celebrated a- to that packed house. And because Matt had put so much, um, you know, be- like you guys with the with the troop and making commercials and stuff, uh, Matt was also trying to like elevate um, the sense of stakes to the gauntlet and so it was a very cool dramatic um event to to see and um how how did it feel winning do you remember that night like just i don't know celebrating or not really yeah yeah Yeah, like it was huge and it was first of all it was like just a, a big relief like we we didn't try to do this thing but when we noticed like it was possible it, it we really kicked it up in gear um I don't know. It just by that time, like I've been improvising five or six years by then. And I didn't feel like I was like, I didn't feel disrespected or anything like that. I never felt like a you know, that kind of mentality. It just, I just felt like another dude, you know, in a, in a big sea of funny people, you know, and what made me different. So I just thought, I just felt so great that with all our, everybody, I mean, it took everybody in the troop came together and just made something really cool happen. What was it? What was it in your mind that like, um, how did you think about the style of homeschool just as like what what you guys bring to the table that's like unique or like unique for you? What what was the style that uh, as you defined it for homeschool? Um, well, I remember we did we did a weird ass for most of as our forum, Uh, but the scene uh, like the scenes within the weird ass were always like, I wouldn't say, uh, I, I believe someone called it mantic energy at, at some points. Uh, and I think everybody's voice was really represented at the same time. You know, we had scenes that were really narrative. If I was kind of the lead, um, you have that really playfulness of like a, a Siler and Eric combo, you know, the weirdness of a, a Jenny and Dan together, like yeah. all this, all these unique elements to, together made something really cool yeah i think that that is uh you know it's interesting because i think that that like that is 
um, a piece of the Detroit improv style puzzle to me is um, that combination of like uh, narrative um, playfulness and and, and weirdness. Um, Yeah. You know, not that you guys weren't also uh, didn't have like clear games or subtleties, um, but the emphasis on, on, on things that come out of left field and uh, a willingness to follow what a lot of, uh, or like one school of improv would, would probably say that like, don't follow plot. Um, right. But uh, there is, I don't know, more, more of like some, some narrative that works this way into Detroit style improv. Um, what did you try to do with the troop after that point? Like, like, so, so the gauntlet is done. I think you guys went one more week, didn't you? Didn't you go 13 weeks? Yeah, we went 13 weeks. And then, I don't know, we kind of, I think we just kind of ran out of steam because, yeah. you know, <laughs> what you, else you do you about, do? <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, you, yeah, you I mean, the peak. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, I think, I think people started losing interest because we did, we, you know, we did our thing that we we're supposed to do. And then it almost came to the point where we became the boss team. And I don't know. I didn't, I don't think it was as fun being the boss team. I like, I think go, uh, being on the rise is a lot more fun than being on top. If I mean, yeah. if that's what we can consider it. Um, so yeah, we, we did 13 and then I think on the 14th, we or, or either on the 13th or the 14th, we just like, we didn't put the effort in bringing people or anything like that. still a great set, but just, you know, I, th- I think we're done and we kept on playing. Um, Actually, after that, we had probably one of my favorite sets of all time at uh, at Diff. Uh, we mm-hmm. were upstairs and uh, of uh, was it Como's? Como's. Yeah. They had that weird. <laughs> yeah, they had that weird spot like that, like that. I don't know what, what that dining area, whatever that they made a make- makeshift uh, stage. Yeah, I honestly and, cannot picture it because I I never went. It was only oh, used yeah. for one year of Diff, I think. Uh, what was that that space? It was upstairs. <laughs> Yeah, it was upstairs. It it was this long space. It was, I think it was like a maybe a banquet, like a small banquet hall almost. Okay. Um, and I remember uh, Jenny was hosting that night. Uh, like I think there was like an eight o'clock block and then a ten o'clock block block. And I think we might have been closing the ten o'clock block or you know later in the ten o'clock block. And we were down like the rest of us were downstairs at the bar because. Upstairs, I don't think there was any room upstairs. It was pretty full. And she came down. She's like, guys, that eight o'clock block was it had some great performers. But man, the energy, I don't know, something with that room and the energy is low. So when they call us up there, we just got to attack that stage. We call like we started hyping each other up. We warmed up. We were ready to go. So we go upstairs, go upstairs. And I forgot who introduced us. But we're like, ladies and gentlemen, here comes homeschool. And we run down the down the uh, aisle. We jump on stage. Jane's like, woo! She grabbed two beers and like two like uh, beer mugs and went to like clink them together. And they exploded like and she just looked surprised. So we just yes and her. We started, you know, going out like we started just like flipping stuff. And <laughs> like, this is us, I guess. Like, let's just take this energy and go with it. And it was just like this really wild set because we didn't pump the brakes at all. Yeah. Um, you also, did you do other festivals? I know you guys took a trip down to Atlanta a couple of times, right? Yeah. Um, once, once it's homeschool, then Jenny and I went down as our duo 
Okay. But we went down to that uh, the basement theater, the the SponCon festival. Was that kind of like the next uh, phase for you that you were aiming at? Is like, can we take this show on the road, or you know, yeah. since because yeah. it is, it's hard to um, after you hit a peak. Like as like we talked about, like Matt created this big drama around the gauntlet and everything. So I understand that like once you hit that peak moment, that it can be kind of like, well, where do we go from here? Do we should we just like hang it up while we're ahead? And uh, the the improv festival for Detroit is also another big landmark, but yes. it's kind of hard to like set your goals, um, uh, without 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 that carrot, as we say at the end of the road. Yeah. <laughs> um, so was that what it was for you? Was festivals? Yeah, festivals. I think I think you've nailed it. I think the problem was at that time there wasn't a way. Well, it was two two problems. One problem was, and I'm and calling it a problem is probably not the right word just so happens that most of us from homeschool were also in Falcon hipsters that played every Sunday. So, and I think the only difference between homeschool and Falcon hipsters is Falcon hipsters didn't have Dan. We had Michelle Giolando and that was it. Like, it's almost like, yeah. And Dan was also playing on Sundays with me in the party. So it's like, you guys aren't playing together, but it's like everyone's showing up same night of the week. And then and then there wasn't like really too many opportunities for us to get together weekly, you know, and I think, because you know, we went from playing almost every Wednesday to playing here and there, you know, uh, maybe signing up for uh, what was that other thing on Wednesday? Um, I can't think of the name of the show where you can just sign up and play basically. Uh, Proving Grounds? Proving Grounds. Oh, okay, Yeah. Yeah. So maybe a Proving Grounds here or there or yeah. Uh, there was a couple, I think we were hired to, oh, uh, help open the Imagine Theater at some point. Um, oh, their opening yeah. night. <laughs> yeah. So, funny, so there, man. I mean, there was, there was really cool opportunity, like having that gauntlet went and gave us the opportunities to do some really cool things. And we, we, we made the most of it, but they became a little more sparse. We didn't have a weekly show. I think because we didn't have a weekly show, we didn't, we weren't. And then myself included, weren't really that interested in rehearsing anymore. So it kind of, you know, it just lost its steam. Yeah. Um, so did you have like a a final, like, a, did everyone kind of check in and, and, and agree that to just kind of like let it let it fade out? Or did it kind of you're like, I think it kind of, yeah, petered out. It kind of faded itself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And everyone's just kind of like, I see what's happening. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I mean, honestly, I think at the time, uh, that's about the time like um, uh, Eric and Siler went off to write um, Frosty and oh, then yeah. me and Bloomer went our way to, and we wrote uh, Assembly Required. So, I mean, just because of everything we're doing on Sundays and the gauntlet win, we just as individuals, we had opportunities that they were different and interesting. I mean, we, we just spent the last, what, six months you know doing this like i think you know the newer toy is always a little more fun yeah yeah and eventually the um the sunday lineup at go which was all launch groups te- uh, house yep. teams that that uh once a year were cast and they just started uh, accu- accumulating uh and then eventually uh probably shortly after you guys disbanded <laughs> which seems like a 
a dramatic term to put on it, but uh, yeah, <laughs> after, after it petered out or whatever, the, uh, shortly, yeah. short, not too long after that, uh, the the Sunday buffet, the Sunday lineup of teams that go started opening up to indie teams uh, to get semi regular spots, um, and, which was tried in a few different uh, renditions, you know, cycling in teams like once a month or doing a, four weeks, you know, s- straight out of the same month or whatever. But it's tough for any group, even one that is getting a lot of momentum or successes and cool things like homeschool to stay together when there isn't there's no there's no um, there's no easy nest to build for a team. At least I I imagine that's a struggle and and a balance in most improv communities is like you have the house teams that are cast by the theater and you have like indie nights and opportunities, but those are mostly geared toward like giving as much opportunity to everyone. And, and, and when it's so competitive and, and the pool is so deep of indie teams, you can't really, it's so hard to be like, here's an opportunity to have like a consistent run. Um, unless it is like a tournament where you earn your keep, which is stressful after a while (laughs) or or the entire time. (laughs) Right. Um, yeah, and it wouldn't be fair to like everybody else if it wasn't done in such a, you know, like, why does this group get to play every weekend and this group doesn't, you know? And yeah. Or, and, and, and like, when do, uh, when do you retire them? When, you, when are you like, okay, homeschool has yeah. been kind of king of the crop for king of the crop, <laughs> cream of the crop king of the and crop. king of the hill for. <laughs> wow, that was like a Bobism. <laughs> yeah, yeah we're, uh, we're starting to get in sync. <laughs> oh, no. Um, but uh, I so, broke James. Yeah. <laughs> so let's let's move away from it. Move away from it. Um, yeah. But uh, one next progression is writing, and right. um, like you said, the the, the people uh, on that team. One of the cool things about like even having a short run uh, team that that has a lot of um, great chemistry is that you you yeah. tend to work together for like uh, years after and find w- ways to collaborate. Um, and and the, and the, and, the, and the, you still do like uh, I mean like you said Eric and Andy are still uh, doing their thing here and there and yeah um, it's cool to, to have like a kind of generation from from that same team absolutely absolutely and honestly I think if we all got together and played again I mean there might be it might be rough around the edges but I, I still think we can still have fun yeah you know it, it would still be cool totally what so. Biggest takeaways from the experience with that troupe um, as like your first big, like you said, it, it represents your voice and and you hit some nice peaks and uh, accomplishments that a troupe w- might aim for. Um, what What's the biggest takeaway f- from homeschool for you? Oh, I guess like I just had to learn to chill out a little bit. Like, because even though like some of the stuff I did yeah, I, I'm, I'm proud of. And I, I don't really regret. I, I think that's too strong of a word, but I wish I would have been like, oh, maybe I could have kept some more of this, <laughs> more, more of uh, what I was thinking to myself and uh, letting people else, you know, other people do more. Cause I think I pressured, you know, like with like the commercials and stuff, like I think I put too much pressure on people and I hope, I hope I, w- I hope I wasn't too, too much you know like to deal with so it was it was kind of affecting your the way that you were treating the other people on the team is where it was really Uh, becoming a problem 
Yeah, because I, I, I guess I didn't want the res- I guess I wanted us to do it my way, but I didn't want the responsible responsibility of being a leader. And honestly, I don't think they would have voted me as a leader anyways, but like, <laughs> it just, I don't know. Um, I, I guess I wish I would appreciate the fun and, and I have been a little more playful when it came to that kind of stuff. Uh, but I did also learn like when, when you're given an opportunity, go for it, you know, rather than shy away from it. So I, I do like that aspect. Um, what, what would you yeah. do differently now, like to balance those two things? Because they're kind of a little bit at odds with each other. You know, how do you have fun yeah. but still shoot, swing for the fences? I, I think it's all in the present. Uh, sorry. I think it's all in the presentation of, of your ideas. So like, hey, I think maybe doing a commercial will be fun. Is that something you guys would enjoy doing rather than, you know, like pressuring them like, hey, here's my camera. Let's go across the street. Let's do this. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. let's go. Let's go. Make it we'll funny. Make it let's Come go, on. go, go. Hey, tomorrow, be there an hour early. <laughs> Wear a suit. <laughs> an hour early in a suit. Oh, that is a great yeah, you know, like, just something like for taking it too seriously. I, I, I do. I feel like I should send them all like, I don't know, cookies or something like <laughs> I'm sorry about the suit thing. Like. Like, especially like when we went to, I remember specifically going down to spot, spot com, like, man, we have to wear a suit, Jenny. Uh, I think I got it. You can wear what you want, but I think at second city, the, the dress code for females was flat shoes, dark pants, and, uh, you know, a dark color blouse. So if you want to wear that, cool. I'm not, not telling you what to wear, but at second city, (laughs) Did you wait? Wait, did you get people to do that? Did you get people to go to, to Atlanta in a suit for a festival? I drew, yeah. <laughs> well, d- dressed up, I wore a tie, and <laughs> I, I think that was my vest phase. So yeah, <laughs> I don't. I don't think I ever knew that part of the story. I knew you guys went, and oh, you know, I I just remember again you you trying to find the next thing to aim at for for the group, but um. I don't remember knowing that you got everyone to go in business attire. <laughs> I, I I pushed it hard. Um, That's funny, man. I, I don't think we did it during like, uh, I don't think I pushed it at all during like when we played on Wednesdays because I thought that was more casual. But I want like, it's I a really summer thought too. like, I just, yeah, I know it's such an answer that kind of. Anywhere. <laughs> Down in Atlanta. Hot summer in Atlanta. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah i don't know what i was thinking man i just i was just so like i just really thought like this could be huge uh and you know i and i don't know what the end game was i just thought like man if we can just if we get to like get to the point where we can we were on the list of this imaginary list i don't think it, it ever existed of like top five Detroit teams when they put stuff together, like the festivals or if any kind of like special nights go or any of the other theaters had, they they'll contact us and we get to be a part of things that's going on in the community. So yeah. I thought that would, I guess that would be my end game. I think that's why I convinced myself. If we look professional, we come off professional, we come, our, our improv is tight. Then why wouldn't they invite us to do more things? And yeah. it was kind of true. I mean, yeah, you guys, do you guys do uh, Hangover's Eve? They're, they kind of put together a special, like, who's in town and, you know, big bash for the night before Thanksgiving. I, 
I remember the event, but I can't remember. I'm who pretty sure. I'm pretty sure you guys did. But that I that's an example did. of like trying to work yourself up to that tier. But but yeah. at the at you know like you said at the expense of of um, doing it in a way that like rubs people the wrong way or or yeah. isn't good for your well being. Um, yeah. Is it, yeah. I, I think that's a great takeaway is to try to balance those two things. And it speaks to also the friendships uh, that you guys had on that team too, because you have to be. If they're putting up with you, if if you're if you're like kind of getting intense or whatever, and and like you said, Jenny's able yeah. to to just uh, give you feedback that um, is with love and that you're receptive to, then then like that that's the best case scenario, right? Is that like every team is going to oh. go through those things, yeah. but if you if you are able to weather that stuff and keep the love and respect that you have with each other in mind, you can get through it. Um, yeah. if you communicate. Yeah, it did help. Like all, all the other people on, on that team are, are so easygoing. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, man. Well, uh, any other closing thoughts on homeschool? Um, not really. Like again, it was just a really great time in my life. Um, it's some of the, some of the best sets I've ever had and just with great people. So it was a great time. Yeah. One of my favorite teams and, no. A major, major influence in what I was aiming for uh, coming up. So um, I, I, I'm, I'm just as happy to talk about it as, as you are. Uh, yeah. Good talk, man. Too bad MySpace is in this thing. We could show one of those commercials. It's <laughs> 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 so bad. Do you still have it? Or like, is it just on? Uh, I, think, I think I think Eric made one of them. Uh, I don't know. I think it, I think the ones I made are on MySpace. I think Eric has the rest of them. I don't know if he still has them. <laughs> it's funny, man. Yeah. 10 years ago. Uh, um, wow. Okay. Yeah. Great stuff. Uh, much love to homeschool and um, <laughs> find Improv FAQ on social media. We're on YouTube with this series as well as additional content. You can also find us on Facebook with a little bit of additional content. You can find us on Instagram and we are working on um, getting our some of our content over there. But uh, right. uh, if you have recommendations and whatnot, you can also send us an email at ImprovFAQ at Gmail um, for topics or guests uh, or anything at all. Uh, thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time on Improv FAQ at length. Bye. Bye. Bye.